The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, and we join you once again on the heels of absolute madness in the NASCAR weekend. Just sheer carnage. I think there's cars still wrecking out. There are actually cars that are blowing right rear tires that are not even related to the track, as we've seen time and time again. But, Cody, man, can we look? I'm all for entertainment value, but can we please just calm down and turn down the chaos knob? Okay, I don't know if anybody remembers me saying last week that uh, Texas has a chance to be boring, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and take that L right now. Holy shit. Man, I am all team chaos. Like At one point, even in the Discord chat, I was like, I love it, and then it was like, okay, not anymore. Like too much of a good thing wow yes i love some chaos but holy hell what a chaotic 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 race but luckily you know this week we're headed to a track that's not known for chaos at all in talladega (laughs) so uh oh boy pull those belts tight because uh we're in for it now holy crap man that just insane i mean i don't even know Ah, man, I don't even know how to describe that race other than just chaotic, insane, just amazing. Wow. I, you know, I, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I let, I let that moment just kind of span out a little because I want, I want you as a listener to understand the absolute frustration that there is in a weekend like this, where, I mean, we didn't, but we didn't necessarily think we had it all dialed in. We think we thought we had some good calls going on. But, I mean, when we've seen just as much, uh, uh, I don't even want to keep saying chaos, but that's what it is. On these last couple of weeks, it's just unpredictability. And look, if you're a better out there already that, that has been kicking themselves for making calls this week, you cannot blame yourself for this. Like, literally, we, have, we broke down everything and every angle to what made a good bet. And you just can't. You can't control tire failure. You can't control spinning out. You can't control traction resin. You can't control any of that. All you could do is look at what has happened before and make informed decisions. And so, again, I've seen it out there. I've seen you guys. I've seen you. I'm not naming you, but I've seen you out there taking blame for this. Don't take blame for absolute sheer panic out on that racetrack. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to recap our bets like we always do. We had a few good ones that hit and, and saved a little bit, but I mean, I as I was going through them before the show again, I'm like, damn, like we've nailed it on all these bets. We were right, and then chaos took over, and chaos cost us the bets. Like, man, it's just rough. It's uh, so stats from this race: 16 cautions were the most all time at a 1.5 mile track. That wasn't the Coca Cola 600, obviously the extra hundred miles. 36 lead changes and 19 leaders the most ever at texas and this stat doesn't have all the leaders who crashed while leading but that had to be like eight or nine of them at least right like my goodness man just again chaos like obviously we're gonna break it down as we get into it but i i don't know what else to say like 
And it seems, I don't know, it's so weird. It's almost like, I mean, there's been issues and problems all season, but then the playoffs start and like, you're magnified now. Like, it's crazy. And I guess we saw similar issues on mile and a half earlier in the year, and we really haven't had any lately. So maybe this is just something they're still working out. Then, you know, Goodyear blames the teams. The teams blame Goodyear. Oh, man, it's just... It's all pretty crazy. I, you know, I, this race I was pushing it for, for just, again, I, I love some chaos, but this race was a tough one because it just, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it ended up so crazily. It just, I mean, I, I wondered if they were considering towards the end of it, like not finishing the race. It was that bad. Like it, it was just crazy. Well, both races, to be honest with you, Saturday and Sunday night, those yeah. both were like. And look, I'm I'm here to tell you right now, I don't want to be a drawing board. This 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 uh, break over, I don't want to be a drawing board because there's going to be so much usage of you as a drawing board that they're going to figure this out and and come back. I mean, look, we all knew that this was going to be a season that we couldn't necessarily predict all that well. And obviously, they wanted to prove us right at the time where it sort of uh, made the most sense. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be. It's going to be crazy, but there's a couple of takeaways from this too, Cody, and, and we'll get to some of the newsy type stuff going on. Um, one thing I really wanted to touch on before any anything, that incident between uh, the 11 car and and uh, the, Jesus Christ, why am I blanking? William Byron, yeah, 24. And, and the 24. Uh, the, the 11 and the 24. That, that, to me, was so overblown. It was like, when, did when you, couples get did in a you fight, see NASCAR's comments on it. Yeah, today? they're like, "Oh, we didn't see anything. Oh, <laughs> we, we didn't see it. What you what? <laughs> um, there's camera guys that are all over the track. We could the TV see broadcast replayed it like eight times. We like can literally see did, under and, and the like car. Denny's Denny and his crew were were bitching the whole time on the radio, like trying to get their spot back. Like I don't know that whole thing. Well, now they're saying that there could be a points penalty or a fine. Like. Too late now. I I don't know. Too late for that. That, That's my thought. Like, yeah. And then Denny's, you know, Denny on the radio has to be Denny. He's like, what if somebody's teammate just wrecks somebody under caution at Phoenix? Like, yeah, I don't think that's going to fly either. Like, (laughs) man, it's uh, Denny Hamlin. He's he's been feisty this year. He's getting gotten into it with a few people, obviously. Him and Chastain earlier in the season. I feel like there was him and somebody else at one point. Now him and Byron. And Byron... Byron got into it with Logano earlier in the season too, I believe. So like some of these guys are getting feisty. They're tired of each other's shit and then they're not going to put up with it, it. It sounds like. So uh, that, that whole thing is, is pretty entertaining. So, but that's what I'm saying. So like now, as we look forward into this, like we, we speculated heavily on whether or not this Hamlin Chastain thing was going to be a, a Hatfield and McCoy type situation, which it kind of fizzled out. I mean, we haven't necessarily seen it. Maybe because uh, Denny references list. Yeah. I think he's still on Denny's list. <laughs> sure, but I mean, we, we had plenty of opportunity, right? I mean, it, it's literally been a lot of opportunity for them to take each other out, and so I don't know if the time hasn't been right, or again, tempers may have soothed, and Chastain's not doing the best anymore. So maybe there's just no point in in adding insult to injury at this at this month. Maybe he needs a new enemy. So I don't know. Like going forward, I, I want to keep an eye on this. But then again, we've kind of been sold bills of goods and they just haven't come to fruition. So, Yeah, I mean, we saw it last year, similarly close races. Last year it was Harvick and Elliott at Bristol. And then in the next round, it came back at uh, the Charlotte Roval, which is coming up in two races. Again, these road courses are good places to do that. So it could be fresh for Denny at that point. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that whole thing was very interesting. I mean... Yeah, I, again, I the way NASCAR handled it too was very questionable. But uh, yeah, an interesting, interesting thing to definitely keep an eye on because those guys have been two of the fastest cars. Like Byron, we haven't talked about a ton, but he's been solidly hanging around in the top ten. I mean, one of the, I believe he's actually leading the points at this point in the playoffs. Um, but and then Hamlin, we've talked about week in and week out. He's just the fastest car week in and week out. Like. He's, he's been so consistent here lately. So it's going to be interesting to see as they go forward because, I mean, these are both guys who have a really good chance at winning the championship. Uh, I mean, it it's looking more and more like it might be a new winner this year of the championship, but we've only got three guys left who have won it before. And those two guys are on top-tier teams, 
and haven't won it. And they're they're both experienced. I mean, obviously, uh, Byron doesn't have the experience of Hamlin, but but they're guys who could win this. Uh, so it'll be interesting to to watch that going forward. Ugh, it's again, grab your popcorn because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna spill it a few times over. Um, Cody, any any other news that you're keeping an eye on out there? Okay, uh, just a couple things real quick. Uh, <laughs> I think I posted in the Discord, but you see, uh, Chris Busher's spotter got a flat tire on his way to the airport. That's what I'm saying. After leaving the track, so that uh, <laughs> our RFK tweeted that out. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Kevin Harvick, boy, he's he's not been on Twitter before much, but he is very vocal on Twitter now. Uh, he posted today about he's doing uh, some red line therapy today or red light therapy. He called it extremely sore. He said this is one of the hardest hits he had taken during his wreck this weekend. So again, the safety of these cars is really, really, really coming into question, especially from a veteran like Harvick. I mean, Harvick has been around just as long as anyone else in the sport longer than anybody but Kurt Busch, which Kurt Busch is currently not even racing. So because of an injury from these new cars, which again, I mean, but Harvick was in the same car, was in Dale Earnhardt's cars the week after Dale Earnhardt died in these cars. Like, he's seen these cars over the years and the safety over the years, and, like, he's very concerned at this point. So, again, while we've not had any fatalities, knock on wood, of course, but these other underlying injuries and, and the way these guys are saying these are hardest hits. Alex Bowman said it's the hardest hit he's ever taken in a stock car or in a, in a race car. Alex Bowman was in a sprint car accident so bad he was in the hospital for like weeks with injuries. Like this is the hardest hit he's ever taken. Like that's saying something. So hopefully, I mean, I I would assume NASCAR obviously is working on this, but hopefully they can figure something out because there's been some scary stuff. That Cody Ware incident, man, that could have been really bad. He seems to be okay. Hopefully he'll be able to race at Talladega, obviously a place where he can do well. Um, but yeah, that that was scary. Uh, and then Rodney uh, Rodney Childers today tweeted out, "It's a long thing. I'm not going to read it all." But basically saying that he kind of took the blame, like it's the crew chief's fault for this tire stuff. But then puts, but then he turns around and, and puts it back on Goodyear, saying they're not giving them any options and and they need to change all these rules and blah blah blah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Let's see, two more things real fast. I know we got a lot of news. Again, NASCAR is just killing us with the news. Uh, the 12 team, so we talked about Ryan Blaney's crew chief last week, was suspended. They decided to appeal the suspension before the race, which means his crew chief was allowed to stay at the Texas race. Very smart. And this was pretty much, you knew this is what they were doing. But Texas was their chance to get the most points possible and have the best race possible, have a chance at a win. So you want your crew chief there. They dropped this appeal today, which means he's now suspended the next four races, which you saw coming because it's Talladega. He's great there, but there's only so much you can do. I mean, you, you just got to not get caught up in the shit, basically. And, and then, you know, get the four knocked out before we get to the end, and he's hopefully still in. But they had a pretty decent day. You know, he's fifth place in the points, 15 points above. Obviously, the Talladega wild card does this weekend, but I think that was a smart call by them. And then Jimmy Johnson <sighs> announces today. He's retired from full-time racing, but he's still going to run bucket list events. So I'm hoping that, uh, I know he's won the Daytona 500 before, but come on, baby, come back. I don't think Hendrick can have a fifth car, but maybe a junior motorsports entry or something like hopefully some of those bucket list car uh, races, Chicago street course. I mean, he's all into the road racing now with the Indy cars. Like hopefully some NASCAR is on that list for him uh huge jimmy johnson fan i know you are as well so hopefully we see him a little more in nascar i know he's obviously past his prime he's not what he once was but uh i'd still love to see him out there look he's the same age as kevin harvick basically give or take a, a which few is months. so crazy to think Rod. i know right Gosh. i know because they're all my age so early i hate it when these guys it's like michael jordan like why now yeah. tom brady's maybe doing the opposite and taking it a little too far but Let's see <laughs> 
that, the cryotherapy <laughs> for him. Discussion. Yeah, the cryotherapy <laughs> for him is not working anymore. But yeah, no. Right. It, look, what else do you have to accomplish if you're Jimmy Johnson in NASCAR? Like you, uh, nobody's had eight, Rod. That's what you have to accomplish. I, I understand eight, that. Come on. <laughs> but you know, look, when you when you win in your franchise mode in Madden for like ten seasons in a row, right? And you're you're undefeated in all ten seasons, and you've literally racked up the most points you can ever. You just got to put the controller down. And, and retire. That's what Jimmy did. He was just like, look, man, I'm killing these guys. They keep changing the rules so that I don't win. I win. I just got to walk away. I got to find a yeah, new Yeah, that's game. when you delete it and you start a new franchise. And you pick like the <laughs> crappiest team and you're like, and that's what he did. He went to IndyCar and thought, I'll try it over here. See if I can do it there too. Nope. The level was Quit turned up too high for him. <laughs> uh all right we've got races to break down and bets to break down and we'll do it after the break but before we do and as we always do we'll ask you are you thinking of joining WinBet? well now is the perfect time customers who get a hundred dollars who bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollars in a free bet plus the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100 deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia with more on the way plus WinBet has their own with their own same game parlay feature all you got to do click on the game you like select build your own bet and start building a monster parlay so much to choose from all you got to do is head over to the sports gambling podcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and condition winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 so I just barely learned how to speak English the other day, and thank God I did because now I get to talk to you guys using that language. But if there was another language that I could try to learn, I would not leave it up to chance. No, sir, I would turn to Babbel because Babbel would help me speak another language. It may even help me speak English. Let's all be honest with you. I need a few lessons. It's the language learning app, and it's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your bucket list, whatever that may be. You only need 10 minutes per lesson. That is the great part about this. Everybody has 10 minutes stop this come back to it in 10 minutes I, I give you permission but don't take too long because you know 10 minutes is all you need if it's a half hour you don't get permission anymore but you can learn to speak that language in as little as three weeks with just 10 minutes a day other language learning apps use ai for the lessons not Babel. created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers not computers you're not getting the google version of this you're actually getting Babbel teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, all of that good stuff. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it. So start learning your new language and start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today. Play Pick'em contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or the individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR, of course. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. And you won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategy. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates as they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And best part of it all, Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% 
transparent and tracked and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. All right, Cody, we attempted to win some folks some money this week. We did a pretty decent job, all things considered. Uh, Obviously, we we could have done a lot better, but fate obviously was not on the side of many of these guys that ran this race. It started with the Andes Frozen Custard 300, which, by the way, how baller was that trophy, huh? Dude, that was – Noah had talked about it. He – he said after he saw the trophy last year, he's like, damn, I need to go win one of those. Yeah, that's one of the sweetest trophies I've seen. I mean, the sword at Bristol last week, that's a pretty cool one. The ice cream <laughs> or frozen custard trophy was pretty freaking sweet. It was pretty freaking sweet. Uh, also loved the fact that uh, everybody from Andy's was basically on the podium to say, uh, start your engines. That was like the entire commercial. I was like, okay, well, if I didn't want one before, I want one now. Uh, so that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah this exactly. <laughs> this race, man, again, we had this thing circled. I mean, we really had a lot of fantastic bets. They basically were all cashing for a better part of the race. And then... You know, what is Allstate Insurance talks about just utter chaos? Well, that's what ensued, and nobody really had Allstate at this point. And it started, Cody, with your first bet and my first bet, to be honest with you. And this was a bad, bad luck, bad hit on this one. Yeah, John Arnemacek, uh, it was minus 140 for a top five. Uh, later in the week, it was at plus 100 for top five. I wrote that up in my Garage Guys article. Absolutely just loved this one. And John Hunter Nemechek was fast. He led 60 laps, um, just was was good. One of the best cars, probably the best car, I would say, on the day, uh, constantly up front. Things were working out well for him, going great. Then uh, about 116 laps in on the restart there, Allgaier tried to squeeze it four wide. Not really sure why he did that. And uh, the big one at Texas ensued, unfortunately, took out John Hunter took out some of my other bets as well. So, uh, man, I think we uh, we hit this one good because he was fast. He was good. We talked about it. When he's in that 26 car, it's hard to trust him. But when he's in that 18 car in Xfinity, just take him. He'd done it here last year, and he looked every part to be going back-to-back. And, unfortunately, the wreck cost him, and uh, that's just how it goes. I mean, he led the second-most laps in the race and he was obviously like you said leading at that point then in the pit strategies got shuffled back a little bit and then like you said Allgaier I I don't understand any of these calls and and to be honest with you look there was only 21 cars that actually finished this race 21 out of 38 that was that should tell you exactly what happened and most of them came on a, on a lap 116 wreck 116 117 but Which that was this wreck that, that was that yeah. wreck yeah Took John Hunter out. Yep. It was ridiculous. They didn't need to. And, of course, what have we seen almost all season long? These wrecks at the front of the field that just collect everybody having good days. You know, and that's what we saw right here. I had John Hunter as a top three at plus 150. So, I mean, like Cody said. I think both of these, I think, and actually I wrote him up in my Garage Guys article as well to win the race at plus 700. Like, as the week went on, as I was looking into it more, I was like, man, he, he just, he dominated this race last year. And, like. It felt good. It felt right. And it was looking like it was going to cash. It was it was great. And then just up up in smoke like that, which uh, my next bet also got cost on this one as well. I had Brandon Jones over AJ Allmendinger. This was at plus money, plus 100. Um, again, I hated fading Allmendinger because we see it every week. He finishes good, but Brandon Jones had a rocket. He started second place. He was fast. He's been looking. He is... I think a real threat to possibly even be like the wild card upset winner of the championship this year. Like he has been looking really good, was racing extremely well. He was up there mixing it up with these guys and he gets caught up in that lap 116 wreck. Almondinger ends up going on to finish fourth. Um, but like we just talked about, a lot of the big hitters got taken out. So I don't think Almondinger would have finished that well if those guys had stayed in. John Hunter was better. Brandon Jones was better. Allgaier was better. And I think, think Jones would have been up there with those guys and would have easily beat Almondinger at plus money. I still think it was a great bet. He was beating them all day long. Got caught up in that one, unfortunately. 
like half the field did, and uh, it did not cash. Hey, Jones started from the pole. I mean, he was fast right out of the jump. Obviously, he didn't grab the lead on the first lap, but at the very least, he was riding around in that top three, top five area. So, uh, yeah, that 19 car looked good. I mean, look, the Gibbs cars all looked good, to be honest with you, um, and just got caught up in in the nonsense of it all. In fact, uh, Ty ended up in third. I don't think we had any bets on Ty, uh, but even Ty ended up in third, and he had a really crappy day going for the most part and found his way up there. Um, all right, my next bet was uh, Sam Mayer over Josh Berry. Look, Cody, I don't know what the hell happened because I blinked and this one did not cash. It was Mayer over Berry for the better part of the race, to be honest with Barry, you. Berry, again, was not good during this race. Like, he was not up front at all. I don't know what his deal has been lately. But he's not been up front at all. This one, I thought all race was an easy cash. And then, yeah, like you said, just looking up at the end, like, wait a minute, how the hell? I don't know what happened to Mayer in those last few laps or, or what the deal was. But, again, I think you were on the right track here. It didn't cash this time. But uh, he seemed better than him a majority of the race. I mean, and he was better than him the majority of the race. And that was that was the problem. Like, I literally blinked over the last, I, I think it was two, three laps, right? And it, in the in the, in the scoring ticker, Mayer was, at, was in front of Barry by at least a couple of positions. And then next thing I know, we're looking at the final, the final results, and there's Barry in sixth, and there's Mayer in eighth. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a gigantic slide, but, you know, maybe Mayer let off or had to check up and... Barry got past him in the last couple of laps, but I mean, Sheldon Creed was the one that was between the two, um, and Mayer started fifth. Barry started sixteenth. So you're right. I mean, the majority of this race, that's where they were, and and Barry was mired in the nonsense. And I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. I still can't find it in the in the replay. If somebody can find it, please post it in our Discord because I want to see how that that bet lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I really I don't know because Barry again. Just looked bad all race. And I, they even talked about it a couple times, like how he was having issues. He's struggling and stuff like that. And it just didn't pan out in the end. But uh, my next one, Noah Gregson, top three, minus 110. Just massive, massive value here. This, I don't know why they gave us this line where it was, uh, but I'm glad we took it because it cashed. Easy top three. I also had him to win four to one. Again, four to one, not sexy. But he did it. He's the first driver to win four Xfinity races in a row since Sam Ard in nineteen eighty-three. That's a long time ago. That's a lot of races between now and then or between yeah, now and then, whatever, then and now, however you want to go, one of those directions. Um, but yeah, absolutely impressive from Gregson. Again, I think John Hunter probably was the better car. You don't know, I mean, you don't know how it would have played out at the end with the guys racing each other like Gregson obviously is the top talent in the Xfinity series right now and is ready for that cup series ride. No doubt about it, but, but uh, top three minus minus one ten caches to win plus 400 caches. And he's punched his round or ticket into the round of eight. Something we've not really seen much this year because the, the cup series guys haven't been winning to advance, but uh, Talladega, he has no worries. Uh, are they racing at the Roval? Uh, yes, they are. Exactly so, they are and yeah. yeah, he has nothing to worry about there. He's already into the round of eight, the next round, so they can start focusing on that. Uh, so that's great for him. Four in a row, again, an amazing accomplishment for, for Gregson. And to put your name on any list with Sam Mard, if you don't know the name, I mean, it's an old school name, but Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it in the Xfinity series and in a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, Noah Gregson paid off for us this week. I mean, we weren't really, we didn't doubt that. Because, I mean, I, I had no Gregson over Ty Gibbs, although this one was a little bit white-knuckly, too, for a little bit, because Ty Gibbs uh, and Noah Gregson were running in and around each other the whole time as well, and it kind of flip-flopped from lap to lap. In fact, it was one it was one spot at the end of Stage 2 between uh, the, the two. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a few spots, but still, uh, a couple of spots in there between. But they were running around each other the whole time. And, and when Gregson got out front, I knew this was safe. But, like, Ty Gibbs creeped up to third place. So, at least they all made it pretty interesting there at the end as well. But, yeah, Gregson over Gibbs, minus 110. Uh, that, was a, that was a safe bet that we decided to make. And, luckily, it, it cashed for us. And, yeah, I was pretty excited about the fact that Gregson won. And, and 
We didn't get our plus money bet on whether or not he kept his his, uh, his lunch down uh, at the end of the celebration. But if you were able to place that bet on plus money, you won because <laughs> we did not see one ounce of his uh, vomit at the end it, of that race. It looked a little uh, touch and go there at the end. He's kind of <laughs> leaning up against the car and you can tell he's like doing some breathing exercises or something like trying to keep it down. But uh he kept it down, so but, props to props to Noah. For but that. I will say, Cody, in his defense, that this was one of the the least contested wins that he's had in a in a few right. weeks. So, yep. yeah, he did just kind of run away with it those last few laps. So maybe he told himself to breathe for a little bit there, and uh, and it all settled back down. I guess <laughs> quite possibly. Uh, all right, we picked some other winners. Obviously, uh, they did not come through. Um, yours, I mean, Austin oh, Hill. Austin Hill, fifteen to one. Yeah. He finished second, man. I was, I'm like, as much as I have on Gregson, uh, I would not mind Austin Hill catching him at the end here. I'm like, either of these guys is fine, but I'd kind of like Hill to get up there at that 15 to one, but, uh, 15 to one, uh, finished in second place. That's always, that's always nice when the, when the long shots, longer shots, I mean, it's not ridiculous, but long enough, uh, get good finishes like that again, some attrition, but you know, you got to put yourself there at the end and be there. And, and he did. Indeed. Uh, I had Allgaier to win. We talked about it and the fact that Allgaier was a fast car. Didn't lead any laps in this race, but looked like he was about to get there at some point and, and keep that lead. Uh, unfortunately, he got caught up in it as well. So, um, But he caused his own freaking, I don't know what the hell that was, man. <laughs> Literally did not need to go four wide at that restart. It just, it was uncalled for, and I think he's kicking himself for it too because he realizes that his the weight, as fast as his car was, he would have been able to find his way back around the front again and be in contention if he would have just calmed down a little bit on that restart. Um, and then also I had Almondinger to win at plus 1,200. Cody was talking about how 14, plus 1,400, plus 1,500 is, is fun to see finish in second. Almondinger finished in fourth. Again, not necessarily the fastest car. He was not going to contend. 34 laps he led, but that was more of a strategy call than it was. He had to pit. Obviously, out of cycle than everybody else. That's why he surrendered the lead, which, I mean, you know, I was kind of hoping that he would hang on. He should have just stayed out on those tires. Who? I mean, you're either going to pop them or you're not at that point. Like, he had enough gas. He should have just stayed out on the tires. Yeah, and I mean, on these long shots, like, we, we don't necessarily think that, that Austin Hill or A.J. Allmendinger is going to go outrace Noah Gregson either. Like, we've said it before, and I think we mentioned it last week. Like, anything can happen if something happens. These are guys who can put themselves in place. Something did happen, and three, four contenders got wiped out, and these guys put themselves in place. Noah Gregson could have easily been swept up in that as well. I mean, he was right at the bottom of that four wide. That could have easily taken him out. He could have been the next row back and taken out, and then Austin Hill or A.J. Allmendinger has a better chance to win this. So, again, the long shots, I mean, you're not you're not counting on them to just go out and be the fastest car and dominate the race and win. Like That's why their odds are longer shots, but – they're guys that we know at certain tracks can put themselves in position. You know, they've got the history there. They've, they've been doing it lately, whatever it is, whatever we've seen, we know that they can put themselves there and have a chance. And that's all we're asking for. And when they finish second and fourth at plus 15 and plus 1200, that's exactly what you're looking for. Like, yeah, they didn't win. And, and you know, that's too bad because I'd love to see a 15 to one win, but that just means that our thought, our thought process and our, you know, what we were thinking was exactly on point with they were close and that's all you needed because Gregson could have blown a tire. <laughs> Who knows? The many tires that we saw go this weekend could have blown a tire on the last lap and Hill wins that race or anything. So again, put yourself in position and be there. And both of these guys did that. Yeah. That traction compound was not anybody's friend both days, to be honest with you. It yeah. was, <laughs> that was not a good looking race. And then of course we'll talk about, the weather for a second in the next segment but yeah i mean craziness uh but yeah i mean look i'm happy to put this one behind us this was a uh i mean obviously the hitting the outright is always fun um but i think we could have had a much better weekend had just Algar calmed down that really really that's what it all boils down to who knows what else we would have seen along the way but a, a lot of that had to do with that seven car just not being able to to be patient after a restart especially on new tires and and you know other people on old tires. So anyway, uh, speaking yep. of tires, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to handicap when you got stuff like that that comes in. I mean, again, and we recap all our bets we do, whether we win or we lose. Which you're about to find out on the Cup Series side of things, uh, especially. But you know, I mean, we're going to be transparent with you. It's still gambling. That's why it's gambling. But again, I think we had very good thought process. 
you know, walking through them and talking about it. Like these guys were winning these bets until tragedy struck. So yeah, unfortunate weekend, but uh, it's all right. We got, we got an easy one to cap next week in Talladega. I mean, ultimately, you guys are the judge of whether or not we handicap correctly, obviously. But, you know, we we, we got it. Look, it's a therapy session, right? Mondays are therapy sessions for us. Trying we to gotta feel t- better about these. We got to right? talk this out, man. We got to talk it out because, you know, we all need to know that uh, that we were. It's oh, It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, we're going to need a lot of that coming up in the next segment. We'll come back and we'll talk about the cup race. But before we do, well, let me tell you about Odds Trader. I used to have so many tabs open on my computer every single time I would try to research bets, every time I would try to handicap, any time I would try to come up with any sort of stats for any sort of game, be it NFL, CFL, whatever I was researching, I used to have a ton of tabs open. I don't have to do that anymore because there is one site out there that I can grab everything I need to be a better better and to help you become a better better. And what is that? It's oddstrader.com. OddsTrader.com is the place to compare odds from across all the major sports books. Plus, you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions so that you know that you're getting the best deal from each one of these sports books. It also gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports. You even get projected game day weather so you know whether or not that it's going to be a sudden storm in Texas that's going to be random and out of the blue in 90-degree weather ridiculous plus it's also got a bet tracker so you can keep track of all of your bets that you make across the different books handicapping play-by-play updates live scores bet tracking player statistics key game statistics all that stuff that you can find it's on oddstrader.com so go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire to find out why i am super pumped about oddstrader oddstrader.com slash blue wire oddstrader it's the number one site for all of your game day bets Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? Why? Because it's NFL season. It's our favorite time of year, even though our time of year has been happening all night. Anyways, whether you're into fantasy leagues or just talking highlights around the water cooler, the NFL season just got a lot better. Thanks to the Elias Game Plan app, it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues. And the Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. We throw out a lot of stats here across the SGPN, and we have to make sure that all of our plays are backed by numbers and by actual facts rather than just our intuition. Our strategy has to be backed by these numbers. That is why we turn to the Elias Game Plan app to help us do that. They are the most respected research team in their industry, and you get to have all that right at your fingertips so elevate your nfl season today download the elias game plan app that's e-l-i-a-s and right now got a special offer for you when you subscribe get 15 percent off your annual subscription but only if you use our promo code sgpn 15 find elias game plan sports betting in the app store or play store today use our promo code sgpn 15 if you watch football you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, try Fubo TV free for seven days and get a 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. I give you permission to go ahead and run Fubo TV on one of your devices while you're watching the NASCAR race on Sunday because I guarantee you right now you do not want to miss out on Talladega, but you wouldn't have missed out on Texas Dega last week because that is exactly what ended up happening out there on that track. Unbelievable <laughs> nonsense. Tires popping all over the place. It's like there was a rumble strip with spikes put out on the track, Cody, and all of a sudden they just decided to unroll it as the leader was going by. I, I've never seen anything like it. So what if like Talladega is just like this super quiet race <laughs> and there's like two little wrecks and like everything else is just fine and 
yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past it actually with uh, this season. Yeah. With the way this season's going, but yeah, man, it was just like somebody's taking a cheese grater to these tires and just ripping them to shreds. It insane. The amount of tires we saw pop. And, and again, Goodyear's been saying this all year when these guys have had these troubles it is the way these, these teams set up the cars. And so you wonder, I mean, you look at a team like Spire, they tweeted out at the end of the day, like great day for our cars. Cause they finished like 14th and 22nd, like no issues all day. Like, you know, they're not pushing the envelope. So like, it's so hard. Like, where's the line of how much of this is Goodyear's fault? How much of this is the team's fault? How much of this should the teams be able to do without the tires doing that? Like it's a, it's very tough line with a lot of questions and you know, we still have two mile and a half tracks left on the schedule. So they're going to have to figure something out hopefully because uh, I believe both of them are in the round of, of eight uh, at Las Vegas and Homestead. So yeah, but uh, yeah, remember we said that uh, T- Talladega this coming week is the uh, wild card race, and you wanted to make sure you got all those points at Texas, and uh, you weren't you didn't know what to expect, and uh, some guys already used up those used up those mulligans or a good chunk of them again. Back to the Chase Elliott, like his regular season was so so valuable, so important because again. He finished very badly in that race after blowing a tire, hitting the wall while he's leading, but he's still four points above the cutoff line. Now he's only four points, so that's not a comfortable cushion, especially going into Talladega. He could win at the Roval, of course, but we've been to five road courses this year and he hasn't won any of them despite being the best road course racer. So it's going to be interesting to see how much stuff changes for these guys. I mean, guys like Alex Bowman, already 30 points behind the line. Christopher Bell, 29 points behind, like, they could really be in a hole once we get to through Talladega. So I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but uh, it just it all has so much. Like Christopher Bell was the only guy to lock himself in last round on points. Now he's almost 30 points out. He's going to Talladega. He's not known to be a good track plate racer. Like his championship aspirations could be over because of tire issues and because of, you know, stuff at Texas, which is just, it's crazy. It is. And and not just tires, but fires too. Fires and tires. That was some ridiculous <laughs> craziness that went on. And and that wreck that you had talked about earlier with Cody Ware, I mean, we're talking feet. If he if he would have hit into the opening, like if, if that car would have turned and, and actually hit that wall flush the way it was, that was already scary as it was, watching him just pour himself out of that car first and then just to think about how close he was to the opening of that pit. And and not just to mention him, but anybody standing around that opening in the in the yeah. pits. That oof, man. I yeah, absolutely. I mean, those there's people just milling around those areas and crew guys that are you know working on their stuff in the pit box aren't paying attention. Like that's very dangerous, very scary. And was it Mark Martin that hit one of those pit entrances like that before? Like just a crazy, insane amount of damage that does. And like, yeah, very very lucky for Cody Ware. Uh, Seems like he's okay, hopefully. Uh, obviously, I think NASCAR is going to require him to do more more testing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, rough, rough for him. Well, rough for just about everybody else on that track as well, up to and including our bets. And I'll let you go ahead and cue up your first one because it's got a lot to do with the rest of our bets, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much going to be the theme here. Uh, Kevin Harvick over Joey Logano, minus 105. I really like this one. We talked about Harvick all all week last week again he's an easy play he's a safe play he does so well here he's got the track record practice and qualifying weren't looking that good his odds dropped dramatically but we were still all in loved it and there he is 83 laps to go he's got that beautiful red car up front leading the race and there goes the tire into the wall all of our hopes and dreams uh joey logano ended up finishing second which ended up being a decent day for him we talked about how he's unreliable for getting solid finishes and of course the one crazy race he he gets a solid finish uh but i i think that harvick would have beat logano had he been able to stay in the race minus 105 um god just good odds for harvick well in them head to head like that oh man it just made me so sad it was frustrating because we saw people run away 
Like that that was what we were talking about being boring. You know, that the people were gonna get in the lead and they were gonna run away. No matter what leader it was, when they got out front, they ran away. And it was it took a tire blown for that to change. And that's exactly what was going on, you know, between uh when we saw Harvick and then Truex and then Dylan and Byron, like all these guys ran into trouble when they were leading, and that's that was what was frustrating. And the only person that didn't really see that problem was Tyler Reddick, uh, who ended up winning the race. But yeah, Harvick would have definitely because he worked his way, man, like literally worked his way from 23rd in the field, pit strategies, two tire stops, like all of this stuff that it was going on. He worked his way from the back to lead that race, and there was no way. He knew he wanted to win this race, even though he, he's out of the playoffs. Like he wanted to win that race, and he was making all the calls to get himself up in that position. And we're not for a blown tire. We could have been talking about Kevin Harvick winning this race. Yep, just too bad. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, one that cashed early for us uh, that we didn't have to sweat the entire way was Chase Elliott over Kurt Busch. And honestly, Cody, I'm glad this one cashed when it did. Because a few laps later, it was not looking very good if Kyle Busch would have still been on the track. But as we know, Kyle Busch uh, spun, wrecked himself, got got into the wall. He scored at 36. Chase Elliott, 32. But boy, you know, again, he ran almost, what, 140 more laps than, uh, than, than Kyle, but suffered the same fate. Uh, but this one cashed. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how. It, it definitely cashed at minus 110. But Bush, my friend, uh, not leaving Gibbs on a very positive note here, are we? What did he say in his uh, post-race interview? Uh, just bring on 2023 or something? Yeah, like, he's like, I'm ready for he's, this I think season. him and Truex are on the same boat. They're just done with this year. Like We talked about it. I mean, that was the reason you were fading Kyle Bush probably the rest of the season because as good as this car's been, as great of a driver as he is, it's not been there for that 18 team, the car, whatever is going on. It's just bad luck every single week. Again, it worked out barely because Elliot wasn't far behind him and hitting the wall in his day being done as well. But just, man, the, the luck for, for Bush has been rough. But you look at Tyler Reddick in that eight car that Kyle Bush can be driving next year. That ride's looking pretty damn sweet. He's got three wins this season. He's He almost won on the dirt race. He won on road course. He's won on uh 1.5 mile track now. Like, Looking pretty good for for uh, for Kyle Busch going to that eight car. Uh, that team's definitely up from where they've been, but rough for this season. I think we're going to keep fading him going forward because his luck is just run out at this point in that 18 car, I think. Well, I mean, look, you change pit crews on him because they're like, well, we're going to focus on a, on another car. So, sorry, Kyle, you're out of, you're out of luck. You're going to get a new pit crew. And then, you know, look, Kyle Busch was actually running fairly well up until the point where he, he wasn't anymore. And, and it didn't look like Chase Elliott was going to have a good car. He, he started six, but fell back like almost immediately. So, you know, it was a matter of can, can Elliott sustain it? And yeah, I mean, look, all things considered, we cash this bet, but still don't feel necessarily all that good about the way it happened. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take any of them we can get at this point for this mm-hmm. race. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next up, this one actually ended up having a pretty hell of a good chance. Uh, I had Eric Jones and Austin Dillon to both get in the top 10. 15 to one again, a longer shot one, but laid out the case why these guys have both been pretty good here in the past. Um, both of them were leading at different points in this race. Now, granted, half the field led at different points in this race, so take that for what you will. But Eric Jones, and, I mean, and with the attrition we saw, like if they could survive, they pretty much were you know had a really good chance to be in there. Jones ends up with a sixth place finish, easily getting in there. Uh, Dylan just didn't have it at the end, ended up finishing 17th, one spot behind his brother, a little. Dylan action back to back there, but uh, man, I still feel pretty good at fifteen to one with all the craziness that we saw happen in this race. Like it had a legit shot of, of hitting, and obviously half of it did. Unfortunately, the uh, Austin Dillon side did not get in there. But uh, but if it, for a fifteen to one bet, you know, obviously we should have just thrown out some more long shots in this one because uh, if we didn't know the shit show it was going to be, that was probably the best strategy. I want to know what Justin Haley's top three finish odds were to have been. That that would have been something. Yeah, what, hey, man. How about a great DFS call on my part for Justin Haley? Again, back-to-back weeks, Rod has been. If you're not listening to the DFS show, Brad Keselowski last week, uh, Justin Haley this week. Man, hey, Brad was Keselowski like, what, this fifth? week too, though, because he well, led Brad some laps. Kesel- yeah. yeah, and you called him again this week, and he starts on the pole. Like, 
yeah, he's up there. He was leading. He was one of the guys who was leading in blue attire. Like, but yeah, Haley was like what less sub six thousand, I believe, on his uh, salary. And yeah, you definitely needed him now. Everybody I picked into DFS uh, <laughs> wrecked out, finished last, but that's okay. <laughs> you hit at least. So I, I did. I did. Um, and I hit this bet too, which I got William Byron over Martin Truex Jr., which almost didn't hit. Also. Because Martin Truex Jr. got out to the lead, and maybe I'm glad he did, because that's when the tire decided it was retired, uh, like him. So at plus 100, I liked William your Byron. comment on the Discord chat during after that happened. <laughs> well, I, did, did I say something like to the effect that he got he got retired or something like that? Yeah, I think he said. Uh, I guess Martin Truex realized he was retired and decided to end earlier. Or something. Yeah, he was like, something I'm like done. that. It was it was pretty good. Whatever it was, I was like, oops, I'm I'm actually retired. But yeah, William Byron. Uh, and this this one was in doubt too because it wasn't like William Byron put together the the best race. He started third, finished seventh. Uh, he led 42 laps, but. Again, it was Truex that kind of chased them down and, and, and started leading this race. And I thought for sure that that was trouble because, you know, Truex was going to probably jump out and lead that. And he looked fast out in front until he blew that tire. So I thought this was well, in trouble. That, man, that's why I picked Truex last week was because, you know, at his odds with as fast as he's been lately, we saw it again. But he's just snake bitten like his teammate in the 18 car and they cannot figure it out. I mean, for his sake, it's probably good he's coming back. You don't want his career to end in races like this, not making the playoffs and just looking like crap. Like, you hope he has a better showing next year. But, uh, yeah, for the rest of this year, he's definitely retired because, man, it's just been rough for him. So, again, the finishes have not been there. You called that out, and you hit on this one. Beautifully. Uh, all right, next one, uh, you had another another disappointing Evan Arvick again. We talked about him a few times. Top 10, minus 140. Top five plus 250. Again, great bets. So much value here. Top 10 would have been so easy for him. No doubt. He pro I think he would have won this race if he did not wrecked. Um, but, you know, he did, and that sucks. He recovered and was 19th at the end. I was kind of hoping for some late chaos, maybe get him back up into the top 10 or give him a shot. I think his car was pretty crippled at that point, so uh, it, it wasn't doing great. But, uh, yeah, he's still, I mean, still a 19th place finish for – I didn't even realize he was still, I think I said that on discord. I go, Kevin Harvick's still in this race. Like I hadn't even realized that. I thought he was done and he somehow came back and ended up 19th did not cash these, but again, was so fast, was so good. It really sucked to see that. I'm surprised he was still in that race. Let's put it that way. That was, that was one where I didn't think that they were going to get that car back out there, but boy, he, he was out there and he was tooling around putting laps in. So Got to hand it to him for not walking away from from a situation where he probably could have just packed it in and said, "I'm good. I don't need this anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and just go relax and and hit the hauler and head home." But yeah, props to him for not doing that. Um, props to Brad Keselowski for not giving up on this entire season. Uh, picked him as a top ten driver at plus three hundred, and lo and behold, Brad Brad Keselowski suffers so much craziness. He on the pole leads a bunch of laps. Doesn't lead a bunch of laps after a while. Has to fight his way back through pit stops, pit strategy, all kinds of craziness. He finishes eighth. Granted, it wasn't a, uh, you know, but at least he was on the pole. As a top 10 driver at plus 300, and he starts on the pole. So he finished eighth. He still cashed this bet for us. Um, I, I'm going to re-up my Brad Keselowski uh, anything I want to bet on him for the rest of the season. Because, look, while a lot of teams are starting to suffer, all of a sudden this six team is finding their legs. Now, now you're headed to Talladega where he's always been so good. I think he's second or third place on the all-time wins list there behind like Dale Earnhardt. So yeah, they, uh, they've got momentum clicking, which really for a team like that, this is what you want at this point. Like their driver lineup is set. They're going to be the same team next year. You know, Brad is there for the long haul. He owns this team, a part of this team and they're figuring their crap out a win last week with Busher. Uh, yeah, I love them going forward. I mean, they're going to be somebody to keep an eye on because they've obviously found the speed. Now they're really starting to dial things in and uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. And you hit it, you hit on it again and it worked out, Brad, man, you're uh, going to have to re up your Brad Keselowski uh, fan club membership because it's, uh, it's paying off for you. I tell you what, that card is going to get laminated is what is going to happen. <laughs> uh, speaking of laminating, Oof. let's not laminate next this next one. Shall we? Yeah. Next up for me, I had a Toyota 
winning car or winning manufacturer plus 375. I talked about this on the show. None of the guys I picked to win were Toyotas, but I felt like there was value there. Some other books had it at like plus 145. They were super underpriced for four as favorited as they were. Uh, Denny Hamlin was a favorite to win this race in a Toyota. They had three or four guys in the top five or six in odds. Uh, but Denny Hamlin in 10th is the best finishing Toyota. So obviously he came nowhere close to panning out. Um, again, a plus odds. It kind of felt like maybe we're catching him sleeping a little. Things could have worked out differently. Hamlin was fast. We talked about Truex was fast. Um, Kyle Busch, I think, looked... I can't even remember because he was out so early, but I think he looked decent at the start. But yeah, not not a Toyota day for sure. Christopher Bell, he led some laps. He looked really good. I believe he was another one that was leading when a tire blew, which seemed to be three quarters of the field. But uh, but yeah, not not to be on this one this week. Yeah, not even a little. I mean, again, yeah, it was Truex that led some laps in that. Like, yeah, Denny Hamlin led a couple. It wasn't like Toyota did not get to the front of the field. It's just they continue to suffer mechanical failure after failure after all sorts of stuff. So bad luck there. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to my winner of Group C, which would have been Kevin Harvick. Uh, we talked a lot about Harvick already, so we wouldn't, won't necessarily harp on it. But I know Joey Logano was in that group. William Byron was in that group. Martin Truex Jr. was in that group. And obviously Byron and Logano had pretty good days, pretty good finishes at the end. Um, but Kevin Harvick would have crushed them all had he been able to stay out in front. So screw you. I'm counting that as a moral victory because I think he would have, uh, I think he would have dominated that one. So yeah, enough, yeah, enough. Harvick. Plus 400, just great value again. Like there's really good value there on a guy that was obviously fast, obviously good, had a great chance to win this race, which I had as my long shot winner, 24 to one. I felt really good about that. He was 40 to one. Some guys were asking in the discord before the race. How do we feel? I was like, love him still on it. And then he's leading. I'm like, oh, yeah, that 40 to one's feeling nice. And then not to be, of course, we've already harped on Harvick already, unfortunately. Um, but I had Chase Elliott as my winner, plus 900. Again, another one I felt good about. There's so much value here, nine to one. And he was fast. He looked really good. You talked about him kind of fading at the beginning of the race, but they worked on that car. They really got things going. It looked good. Uh, leading the race, blows the tire, smashes the wall, fire, all the all the whole shebang. Uh, I did, I'm not going to take full credit on here because I didn't give it out on here, but I did before the race, uh, my buddy, I was texting my buddy Mike, shout out to Mike, uh, we, we were talking, he, he is a pool where he, they have to pick a winner or whatever, it rolls over every week, and he was like the 11th pick or something like that, and so you know, he gave me the list of all the guys who had gotten picked, and he's like, what are the options here? And so I was kind of looking through the options. I'm like, man, Tyler Reddick, like he's, you know, he could do this. Like he's been good a mile and a half, hasn't quite panned out, but we've talked about like, it's kind of records or checkers with him. Like he's, they're going to win it all for you or he's not. And he's like, what about Martin Truex? And I go, Martin Truex Jr. is retired. Don't take him. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't want to sway you too much, but my pick would be Reddick. I said, let me know who you're going to go with. Cause I'm going to ride whoever you're with. And cause their pot was like, nobody's since we've had all these crazy winners, like nobody's won it in weeks. So pot had grown huge. And so he, so he's like, all right, I, I went with Reddick. So I was like, okay. So I put it in the discord. So Tyler Reddick, 10 to one, I'm going to add this. Um, and so that worked out. So if you were in the discord, you at least hit that to sort of save the day that that salvaged my day for the rest of these shitty bets, which helped a lot when my two podcast picks both were leading the race when they went out sucked but uh did have that tyler reddick at 10 to 1 so uh again if you're not in the discord there's conversation throughout the race there there's conversation throughout the weekend of you know what about this or okay they were at you know some guys asked like you talked about kevin harvick on the podcast but like his odds had way shifted bad what do we think and we were still on him like that got so close to paying out so a lot of good stuff in there definitely need to need to join there there's my Shameless plug for the Discord. Amen. I love it. And look, let's, they're not shitty picks, man. You, it's solid <laughs> picks. The just outcomes did not happen. That's all there is to it. Uh, there are no, there are no shitty picks from you, my friend. Uh, all right. So I had picked Ryan Blaney to win, and uh, right off the bat, that didn't necessarily seem like it was something that could have happened. Uh, he started 14th on the grid. His car was kind of meh for the the beginning part of it, but they put it together. They actually put it up front for 29 laps. Uh, but again, man, pit strategies all over the place in these in these instances where, you know, you have a good-looking car, but you stay out for stage points, and then you come back in, and you're shuffled into the deck, and 
like all sorts of stuff. But look, Ryan Blaney drove that car back up to a fourth place finish. I highly, highly think that had we had one more caution, he could have been the guy to have gone straight to the front and, and pull it out because Blaney looked great. Blaney looked fantastic. Blaney got caught up in it a little bit uh, with with uh, another driver, but that's neither here nor there. I still think that he would have been able to to do something and had something for any of these guys at the end had there been one more caution. So I still like uh, Blaney at, at plus 1,000 to win because, like I said, he put his car up in fourth place after a yo-yo of a race, even more so than most. Yeah, and, I mean, we talked about it. The all-star race he won here survived the attrition to get there. There was cars that were better than him that wrecked out. There was, there was I think it was tire problems in that race, too. Obviously, not to this degree because it wasn't such a long race. But but so we kind of saw foreshadow a little bit there. They survived the day, won the race, you know, and were fast at the end. And you called it. And that's almost what happened here. He survived the day. He was fast at the end, a little short. But like you said, if there had been a late caution or something, really good chance. I mean, how Tyler Reddick didn't blow a tire, that's all I kept thinking. I was just like, here it comes. It's going to be this lap. He takes a white flag. I'm like, is it turn two or is it turn four? Where does that tire go? Like, you knew it was coming and it didn't. But but he, he had put himself in position to be up there. 10 to 1, another good pick from you. 24 laps is – 4 laps is a lot of laps. 24 and laps. Was, and it was just like like the end of the races, you know, when somebody's leading like that, the laps kind of take off quick. And it was like every time uh, Rick Allen would be like, seven laps to go. <laughs> it's like three minutes later six laps to go and i'm like oh my god this is gonna be the longest six laps of my life like geez like, <laughs> i was just waiting for that tire to just shred and him to go spinning off into the wall but uh whew, not to be at least at least save the day with the discord pick indeed uh all right well we're not going to step away for break because i think this this uh we're going to preview real quick the yellowwood uh race the yellowwood 500 at the talladega super speedway cody here is my handicapping tip for Talladega. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. bet bet ever so slightly on the things you want to cheer. Everything we tell you about in super speedway yep. racing, that's what and, goes. And I mean, and that's what we've talked about. Every time we've had one this year, we've told you, look, as always in gambling, don't spend more than you're prepared to lose, all of that, but expect to lose these bets. Like, do not go into this weekend thinking, oh, I got a good angle. These guys really liked it. Like, no, expect to lose all of them because Talladega is so unpredictable. We saw it a couple weeks ago at Daytona. Those guys that finished in the top 10 at the end of their race, like, holy hell. Now, we cashed a 30-1 to winner at Daytona. It worked out good. We've had a lot of success so far this year on the plate tracks, like, which scares me because we're due to not. <laughs> and, and the way it's going lately, it could be this weekend. But you can bet anything there is not a bad bet to make at Talladega. You can bet anything. I don't care what the odds are. You saw, and I doubt that they're going to let him do it this time, but you saw that guy parlayed all those top tens and won a million dollars off the $13 bet. You know, don't go crazy thinking you're going to win a million dollars this weekend. But if you can find some crazy shit to parlay, if you can find some crazy odd stuff, like just bet it because anything can happen. Everything can happen. It will happen. There's going to be a big one or two or seven. At Talladega, there might only be three cars left at the end of this race. Like, it can happen. Now, we're, we're going to find – we're going to dig deep. We're going to find some good angles like we have in the past. There are certain trends you can follow on super speedways. Some guys are just much better. Fade Kyle Larson. I'll tell you right now, if I can get Kyle Larson in a head-to-head, I'm going to bet against him because he sucks at plate tracks. Now, did he finish like fifth in the Daytona 500? I think it was because it can happen. He can get good finishes, but a majority of the time he doesn't. So – there's just there's certain things that we're going to, you know, give you the analysis and we're going to find bets that we believe in and we're going to find some plus odd stuff to throw out there. And again, if you can find a couple different longer shot things and you hit one of them, it can save the rest of your day. So, but yes, just, and we'll say it on the betting show again, but be prepared to lose everything this week that you put out there because Talladega is one of the hardest tracks, the super speedways where anything and everything can happen. It is the most level playing field you're going to get. And the chaos, I mean, doesn't matter what you're doing or where you're at. You can get caught up in it when it's not even your fault and your day is over just like that. Let us not be confused with rainbows and sunshine betting shows that will always tell you that everything is fantastic. Because sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, this is real life. Like, I, I get that this is entertainment. I get that this is fun. But this is also real life. And we've got to come to terms with the fact that you don't know 
what's going to happen in Talladega. We have clues, we have opinions, we have leans, uh, but you know, again, Jesus Christ, guys. But again, don't don't let that scare you from not betting it because we had a thirty to one winner at Daytona. Corey LaJoy at Atlanta was a hundred and twenty to one, and was you know leading with two laps to go in that race. Biggest sweat of my life. By the way, go ahead and bet Corey LaJoy. I'm going to bet him at every. I don't care why. The odds haven't come out. I haven't seen him. Bet Corey LaJoy to win this race. Do it early before people jump on it because they remember he was good at Atlanta. I've been calling it all season, every restrictor plate track. I bet on LaJoy to win. I'm going to do it again. So there's your early early bet for this week. But uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'd love the plate tracks, man. It gives you a chance, especially like DFS. It gives you a plate like some of these machines that enter these 150 lineups are so hard to beat on a week-to-week basis but you can do it in this in, in a track like this and the betting it's so much fun like you're gonna cash some bets early you're gonna lose some bets early but it, it's a good time yep and we're gonna scour the lines for you tomorrow to actually bring you some fun bets to take uh and and to make for them so uh, all right, that is actually going to be this uh, end of this episode where we obviously recap all of our bets. But, uh, Cody, before we wrap up today's episode, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, all my work is there. got an NBA article out with some season-long props to bet on. Um, odds just came out, actually, as I'm looking here. Uh, plus 10,000 for Corey LaJoy. Go ahead and book it. They're, they're giving us gifts this week. William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott are the co-favorites. 12 to 1. Ooh. Co-favorites. This is going to be a fun week to bet. I'm excited already. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. All my vast array of work is there. Absolutely. Follow us. Oh, follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez, And, yes, follow us on the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Get in there. Talk NASCAR with us. As always, we appreciate you making it to the end of this episode. You continue to keep this show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We love you for it. So, again, tomorrow we'll set up the Talladega race, the utter madness that is to follow, and uh, we won't blow a tire between now and then. Until everybody, until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.